the first F, the king, the magnet. We call it a lot of things, but it's the foundation for all other leadership in our estimation. So why is daily training our bodies so important to leadership? Well, we explore that a little bit here on this next episode of The 4-3. Uh, and on the show, we're joined by Maximus from The Fort, uh, former first FQ and Nantan down there, uh, and also Bones. Uh, he's also from The Fort, but uh, you may know him better from COT podcast fame. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy a glimpse into the next 43 feet. Leadership isn't for the faint of heart. It's dirty, dangerous, difficult, and disruptive. It will test everything about who you are. Unfortunately, as a leader, you're out front, which means you usually only get about 43 feet of good road built for those following behind you while you're running the race yourself. Welcome to the 43 Feet Podcast, where each week you'll hear from some of the greatest leaders we can find both in F3 and beyond. If you're going to lead, you'll need to be ready for the difficult challenges for what lies ahead in the unknown, for what's lurking in the next 43 feet. Welcome back to the 43 feet. Uh, once again, we are here uh, with my partner in crime, Matt Crossman, uh, F3's Ralph out of St. Louis. Good to see you, DH, how are you? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. You look uh, uh, more well-rested than you did this morning. <laughs> Thanks. I, I appreciate that. You, try, you. try to pretend like it was a different day that we recorded this. It's, it's not. It's the same day. Yeah. We got it. Like my shirt's the same. I don't know who we think we're fooling here. I don't know. I don't know. People are going to watch this and go, that dude wears the same shirt every single day. I mean, they're not wrong, but. All the time. <laughs> it's a good thing we don't have smell of vision. Uh, <laughs> I'm also joined uh, today uh, on the podcast by one Tunis Hunt. You may remember him uh, as F3 Bones. He is a regular contributor, a weekly contributor every every week. That's right. Uh, every contributor to every uh, the COT podcast. Um, and it took the guys a while uh, to get it because they kept saying like, oh, he helps us with our search for wellness. And I'm like, no, you That's idiots. Right. <laughs> it's, your, it's a hunt. It's a hunt for wellness because his last name is Hunt. In fact, his website is huntforwellness.com. Is it? That, that is correct. Yeah, right. it was a play on the whole tagline from the business. Right, come on. <laughs> oh. They're like, oh, on this, on this search for wellness. No, we're not searching. His last name is not search. Right. Uh, Tunis Hunt Bones, uh, F3 Bones, uh, who I have the pleasure of working out with on a regular basis because he is local to uh, my region down in, in Fort Mill. Uh, and we're also joined by the nation's uh, tool man. I don't, <laughs> think we want, I don't think we want to go there. We don't want to go there. <laughs> uh, we're joined by uh, Drew Block, uh, F3 Maximus, who's also out of the fort um, and uh, has gained some uh, recent notoriety, if I may say. But you were going to say gained some LBs. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going with that. That's between us. <laughs> yeah. That's it. between us. Yes. Um, the, with uh, some writing and stuff that he's been doing with the nation. And so we're grateful to have him with us. Um, and, uh, and, and guys, uh, anything that has come up in the last week that you feel like the packs need to know. Good. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a heavy question to start. That's the first time I've asked it too. It's uh, but we, um, so every week, as you know, we try and carve out, uh, what we think the next 43 feet looks like for a guy, but my 43 feet looks a little different than your 43 feet, which looks a little different from everybody else's 43 feet. And so what we're doing is we're snagging people from around the nation to say, Hey, what do you got going on in your life? And, um, and how, how are you navigating that? And maybe there's some tips and some tricks and some things we can all learn together. 
uh, and maybe we provide a little bit of value as well to uh, to the guys out in PodPax land. So as I as I thought about who's coming on, and he, here's the thing about how I did this, Pax, and right, wrong, or otherwise, it's a very uh, idiot way of doing things. But I, and I mentioned this in, a, in another podcast, but I tend to operate on what I call the Colin Powell principle, which is 60% of the information is plenty to get started. And you just sort of go, right? And so I'm kind of over the boat before I have a, <laughs> over the side of the boat before I realize, oh, geez, it's, it's windy out here. <laughs> you know, right? I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have tried to walk on the water. Um, so a little Peterish in that sense, but uh, so we're kind of making it up as we go along. But the, the way that I've sort of thought of this is, I just threw it out to whoever, right? And I had no idea who was going to sign up uh, for to be on the podcast. And I just kind of threw it out to these this group of guys uh, as sort of the experimental guys. And so it's been very interesting actually to see how people who were complete strangers or maybe knew each other a little bit or whatever, and how much similarity and how we can kind of find a common thread pretty easily uh, amongst us. So uh, Ralph, anything we th you want to add to that before I jump in here? No, I think you've described uh, pretty well that it's, you know, very much like showing up at a, a beat down in a region that's not yours. You slide right in and it's like you've been working out with those guys forever. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's exactly it. So in an effort to truly be what F3 is, and that is a decentralized you know, organization, I thought, well, why have I centralized the podcast? Why don't we de decentralize the podcast a little bit? So here we are. So when you when you look at the guys that you have on and you start thinking, well, what's a common thread through that? And, and you look at QSource and other leadership principles and things. And, and Tunis obviously is a, a business owner. Bones has, you know, his practice that he's been running for how many years now? 15. Yeah. I mean, that defies a lot it. of odds. Uh, it has. Right. And uh, this last year was uh, another another opportunity <laughs> to grow and uh, <laughs> yeah. to reinvent. And so. didn't you like, oh, now I know we're getting off topic a little bit, but didn't you just build a building too? Uh, not officially build a building. So uh, long story short, my father started the practice about 40 years ago. So wow. about two years ago. That's back when they like rolled people over garbage cans. Th that's to, right. The whole Homer Simpson throw yeah, the guy exactly. off over the, the spinal matic. I think is what it was. <laughs> Right. Put you right back in place, yeah. but yeah. Uh, uh, his building land uh, kind of came up. He, he was wanting to retire, yeah. and so my wife yeah. and I, we uh, we took the bullet and, and so invested into some real estate, and uh, <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Okay, <laughs> right. perfect timing. That right. Yeah. right. There's never perfect timing, right? Yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. When, when should you have kids? When are you ready to have that's kids? Right. Yeah, that's not a thing. That's yeah, come back to me later. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> How many kids you got, Max? Uh, three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But as I look at the guys that have come on and, and you know, entrepreneurs and, and high level, uh, you know, directors of sales and things like that. And these big companies, we obviously lead in a lot of places. And certainly I see you out in the gloom uh, and how you lead there. And if you look at these two guys, you think to yourself, male models, right? I mean, that's no, but, but the first F is it's the magnet. It's the thing that gets us going, but right. that is the, the place where we all start. Yep. And so I, I'm kind of interested to hear like, what has the, what does the first F journey looked like for you guys? Because I think it's a little different because you guys weren't like exactly, you know, big blobs of out of shape guys before you came out to F3. So t tell me a little bit about like how, what's kind of evolved. How, how's that gone? You want to jump on that? Sure. I'll go. Um, so starting in my teenage years, I became, I think what we'd all familiarize with as a gym rat mm. and lived in the gym, started playing sports 
and just got really comfortable lifting as much as I possibly could. And that was checking all the boxes that I was trying to check at, mm-hmm. the, at the time, which that time lasted for the better part of 15 years. Mm. Um, and then the short story is eventually getting EH, you know, to come out to F3 and you don't know what you don't know. Sure. So came out, didn't know what I was missing. Um, obviously became very clear after, after, uh, nearly puking, Uh. splashing that I now found a challenge that I had not overcome yet. And so I had to set my sights on that and it purely became first step related, which I think is a story. A lot of guys can relate to. Um, and then after several months, it turned into much more to what I'm, I'm thankful for F3 about now, but it, it, the first half of the fitness journey over the last call it 20 years or so has been all about lifting weights until F3 came along and realized I can actually run as well as lift. How novel. <laughs> what a wild idea. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess mine is somewhat similar. I was always in high school sports um, through uh, grad school and chiropractic school and so forth. It kind of got back into lifting, working out. And so I was already kind of waking up five in the morning, five 30, going to the gym that, that worked for my schedule. Mm-hmm. And I was uh, at least three, four, five days a week, uh, type of, you know, go and, and do that. And it was all about my own personal goals. Right. And, and I was always that type of person that I didn't have to have somebody else to quote unquote, motivate me to, to work out hard. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm usually my, you know, toughest advocate, you know, uh, advocate, Critic. Yeah, Critic. Yeah, yeah. There's the word I'm looking for, not an advocate. But uh, so that aspect of the first F wasn't, you know, a challenge. And so when I learned about F3, and I kind of shared this origin story a few times on a couple of the platforms, but learned about it, didn't post because of the location from where I lived at the time. And as it kind of migrated towards where I lived and learned about it again, uh, that's, it made it much easier. And, and I was actually that guy that would go to F3 in the morning, but then I would still go to the gym at lunch because because I was going to get my workout. Uh-huh. You know, I was like, oh, well, F3 was fun, but it just it really, wasn't enough. It just uh-huh. wasn't pushing me, you know, uh-huh. type of thing. And and uh, what I've learned over the years, however, though, is what really makes the first F outside of yes, getting up and that accountability part. It is about um, maybe as somebody who who doesn't struggle with their fitness as much as maybe somebody else does, it's an opportunity to lead and, and to help and to push other guys. And I have had to grow in my maturity from going out there for my own personal reasons and wanting <laughs> to work out for myself yeah. to saying, well, I'm also out here because I can maybe inspire somebody else or encourage another guy or whatever. And that's, that's taken a lot for me because I'm always the guy like, well, I'm going to get up and I'm going to do it. I'm going to get right. what I want. crush yeah, it. Yeah, right. yeah. Exactly. And so I've had to kind of work on that a little bit. And so that has kind of morphed over time um, as I've matured and really kind of seen the impact on some of these other guys that I've had the privilege of watch really come from a place of not doing any type of exercise. Right to coming out and being part of something and getting these transformations. Uh, and, and that's really for me now, a bigger issue. I mean, a, a bigger joy than just my personal growth. And, and I still push myself. I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you do. I, I've, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> Very right, familiar. So, so yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not saying I don't try, but, but I am saying that it's more for me now than when I first started, which was, it was all about me yeah. and, and what yeah. I'm going to get. It, it evolved exactly. somewhat. Yeah. Um, 
And Ralph, you're nodding with a knowing nod. Actually, yeah, because none of that happened to me. I was not. <laughs> uh, I was not. Uh, I mean, I wasn't like gluttonous. I wasn't overweight. I just the the exercising that I did was very uh, minor, and there was never any like reason to it. Yeah. And so the reason uh, the first step stuck with me uh, was uh, at, at the same time in my career as a writer, I was starting to get these assignments. Uh, that required me to be in better shape, both on accident at first and then intentionally. Once I reached a, a you know, a, a, a certain fitness level, I started to think, well, that's something I can use to my advantage. That there aren't very many writers who can, you know, go. I, I've done a couple of, uh, you know, 250 mile bike rides. There's not a lot of, frankly, there's not a lot of magazine writers who can do that. And yeah. so <clears throat> that gave me the motivate that that motivated me, and just being around other men who were into it. And I know it's you against you and it's not really competitive, but screw that. Of course it is. Uh, I don't want to be the last guy. I don't want to be the wink wink of like the, no, it's you versus you. (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I don't really, I don't want to be the, I started off as the six. I like it now that I'm not, I like to be able to encourage the six. Yeah. Uh, And so that, that's been my, and I, I, you know, forever, I would, I would be a second F guy. That is my thing. That's how I roll. And to have all of these guys suddenly be my friends, that was like the dream world. And the fact that we would, you know, beat the hell out of each other in the process, I came to love that in a way I had no clue. Like the idea of shared suffering, the idea of doing something hard on purpose and enjoying it, that was all completely foreign to me. Yeah. I, I you know, I thought life was about avoiding avoiding pain and suffering, and now I'm pursuing it every damn day. So <laughs> I, I love that transformation, Ralph. I thought life was about avoiding pain and suffering, and now I seek it. <laughs> and that, that's the human instinct, right? It's to avoid the pain, to avoid yeah. discomfort, rather than to go seek it out to improve in one way or another. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. And that's and so much of what we do is very counterintuitive, I think, as we as we approach that, you know, in the sense that, I mean, yes, it's intuitive to say, hey, I want to be in good shape or, you know, whatever it is, but like to to turn it from... And this is something you said, and actually you kind of intimated it as well, Max. And that is this turning from it was for me to it was for other guys. And and Max, you've you've even kind of talked about that a little bit with the writing and things mm-hmm. that you've done. Is at first it was for me, yep. and now it is for other guys. They yeah. Expand a little bit. Yeah, very much so. It's uh it's very easy for me to say it's about me and about my experience and about my processing. And it very much is. And as I said with C-SPAN the other week, it's, it's an experience or, or maybe I should say an evolution where if there's one other person out there that can resonate with something that I say, or I believe through the written word, then it's worth it. It's like, we have no reason, my wife and I have no reason to hide any of this information that we've experienced sure. um, or hide, excuse me, any of our experiences from the past. And so why not be able to share that? There's nothing now that we're embarrassed about, nothing that we're concerned about. It's wide open. If there's someone else along the way that can benefit from it, or maybe, as I said before, not go in the same ditch that we went into, mm. we can avoid that. They can avoid that. Great. Now, if there's someone else that we can bring along from a first step perspective, hey, I don't need to go do all of my hundred push-ups doing a or two hundred push-ups doing a Murph at you know at, at a speed that's you know as fast as humanly possible. I can partner with somebody, encourage them, bring them along through their first time doing this. Yeah, 
Yeah. What impact would that make on that person? And then how would it, how would they then pay that forward? Bones, you, I mean, obviously that resonates with you, but um, tell me about when, when did that switch come that you thought to yourself, Oh, wait a minute. This isn't, this isn't about me. Is it? Man, I'm, I'm trying to think of if there was like a, an aha moment. Uh, I don't know as much as I can just remember moments and opportunities in a workout where I purposely circled back for six or purposely had the intention of carrying on a conversation with a guy that, you know, uh, and that's and to get sidetracked a little bit. One of the nice things about F3 is it kind of forces you to be in a circle of men that maybe just from a social standpoint, you wouldn't maybe go out and just pick. Um, just right, out, true. right off the bat. Yeah. And so what that's allowed me to do obviously is grow as a human being and, and mature and, and really get these different perspectives and different background stories and so forth. Um, Cause I think we tend to, at least as, as a worldview kind of, we're attracted to those that are like us and, and, and we're comfortable with those type yeah. of people yeah. and, and, and we kind of gravitate towards those people. And so this group is really kind of a hodgepodge to a degree of that, uh, of different people. And so I think just doing that a few times and then just noticing after the workout, um, how much better I felt about the workout because of that relationship I built, or just the acknowledgement of that person coming to me and say, Hey man, I appreciate you sticking with me. And it maybe wasn't even intentional for me to think that I was making an impact. But then when you realize it was an impact, that is so much more yeah. rewarding than to go home and say, oh man, I crushed it today. Because really that's just for yourself. Yeah. Right. And, and there's nothing wrong with having personal goals and achievements or anything Absolutely. like that. Right. But uh, it really is uh, nice to see when, when, when somebody else gets a benefit from your actions. And, and we've all been in that scenario before. So Actually, I no, I don't know that we all yeah, have. And that's, I, that's why I'm kind of hoping that we'll talk about it. Because I mean, I think all of us maybe on this, you know, in the podcast today have, but I think there's guys out there and maybe unwittingly and, and whatever, who really are still kind of thinking, well, this is just a workout. Like mm-hmm. y'all are taking this a little too serious. You know, <laughs> you need to relax. We're out here to crush it. We're out here to, you know, whatever. Go ahead, Max. But to go back on, on what Bones was just saying about the, the feeling for when you help someone, it feels good, right? Sure. Yeah. Maybe that's a selfish feeling. Maybe that's something else, but it feels good that we all, and, and we all want now put the shoe on the other foot and Matt, go back to a time when someone helped you out mm-hmm. and encouraged you mm-hmm that felt like they were taking you over a mountain that you didn't think you could climb. Right. So if you can then pay that forward and maybe it's just cause you didn't feel like going as fast as you possibly could. Maybe you just felt like, Hey, I want to hang out. I don't know this person very well. Cause we don't run in the same circle typically. Right. The impact you can make on that person is tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. When you say we don't run in the same circle, that's because you, you guys run seven minute miles. So I know I don't run in the same circle as you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just kidding. Um, so the, the interesting thing about what you said, and, and I think it, it sort of, there's a, a thread then that plays not just in first F, but you know, whether it's second or third or whatever. And, and that recognition that, and whether, wherever it comes and, you know, you say you didn't really have an aha moment where you kind of can point to and go, ah, Okay, that's when I when it clicked for me. But and and you were there actually the other night when I was speaking to the Lake Wiley guys. That I had a few moments where I was like, "Oh, that's what this is all about." And uh, and I know I've shared it before uh, in other places. I can't remember if I've shared it on the podcast or not. But um, where you know we're out in the gloom and it's cold and 
you know, we're all grumpy and whatever. And somebody calls a hundred pull-ups and you're like, I don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> do we have a week to complete them? Like, I don't understand what you're My saying. My brain doesn't right work now. that way. Yeah. yeah like t- yeah. today? You mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Is this over a month? I'm not, <laughs> not sure. How, I, I'm still new. I don't know how this works. Um, but, uh, you know, and then they say, well, you do as many as you can for as long as you can, then your partner, then you switch. And then when neither of you nor your partner can do any on your own, you lift that other guy to get him done. And, you know, there was Spider-Man, uh, uh, my buddy, Jeff Parker, who, uh, was there to, to lift my fat butt, uh, to get my chin over a bar and vice versa, you know, and, and I shared this, uh, the same night, I shared a story of how Maximus here, you know, could easily run a 10 K at seven minute miles without trying too, too hard, you know? And I said, Hey man, I've got a goal of trying to hit eight minute miles. And he says, I'll run with you. And he runs the whole six miles back there with you. You know, that's, that's what he did for me. You know, now, and we didn't hit eight minute miles. We came, came closer than came I close. came closer than I ever have, right? Came close. Sub 830, which you, I thought was pretty you good. You wouldn't have done that on your own. No, I would not. <laughs> no, I would not. Because uh, I'd have stopped somewhere there uh-huh. and been like, man, this is stupid. I don't know why I'm bothered. Right? I'm pretty fast at a, at a boot camp when I can run oh, yeah. and then I've stop. Seen, and I've then seen them yeah. take off before. You're typically right? in Where'd the league. Where did come from? Yeah. Then you taper. I think off. there's a guy. I do, <laughs> I do see frog toward the end. I think there's a guy somewhere around the Philadelphia area that also does that. <laughs> Grantan. Anyway, so, but, but that's the, to me, that was you know, yet another of those moments where you start seeing that other guys aren't making it about them. And then you start to capture that culture yourself and you start to get it. Uh, and do that. And just to piggyback on what you just said, and, and that may have also played a big role. I, I was watching other guys that really made the workout about connecting with another guy. Mm-hmm. And we have a few in our region that, and we probably, you know, all could name the same three or four guys that just re, routinely, yeah, every region has them, right? The, routinely when, when guys come out, especially if it's a new guy that they've never posted with, yeah, they make it their point to go mm-hmm. and, just talk to them. Or if it's a partner work, they'll go, Hey man, you're with me today. If, if they're queuing, they'll yeah. just say, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're, you're with me. And, and um, it's just, I was watching that and I was like, you know what? These guys aren't here to necessarily just get their own workout in. These guys are truly here, you know, with that call of leadership to make sure every guy that chose to get out of bed this morning uh-huh. and, and chose to do the harder thing is really getting what they need to get out of this today. Right. And, and as a leader, I you know, they, they did that. And that really just inspired me as I saw that. Yeah. And, and yeah. so I had to grow and, and try no, to become more like that. That's really good. Ralph, go ahead. I was, uh, Max said something uh, that really hit home for me that you wouldn't do it on your own or you wouldn't have done it on your own. That is, you know, one of the singular things I think I've learned is both what I'm capable of and what other people, you know, because other guys are there pushing me and then me pushing other guys as well. <laughs> and I had a, one of those moments at uh, Grow Ruck, it's at the very end, it's like 6.15 in the morning. We've been going all night and it's 70 degrees out. So it's not cold. And I was literally shivering on the side of the hill in Naperville, shivering like, like this, like I, and like guys were coming up and rubbing my back. Like, oh my gosh, this guy's like almost hypothermic and it's 70 degrees out. And I didn't say anything and nobody else said anything, but, but just like a couple of different guys coming up and doing that. And then a little more uh, seriously, uh, so we're recording this, what, February 5th, uh, my mom died New Year's Eve, uh, month and a little bit ago. And, uh, what a coincidence that all of a sudden, uh, the text traffic to me, the mumble chatter, mumble chatter to me, the Slack messages to me, they go up, huh? 
you know, it's not Matt, how are you doing? You know, mourning the death of your mother, because that's not the way that we talk to each other. But it's uh, Ralph, you, you going to see you tomorrow. Ralph, we haven't seen you in a while. Ralph, this Ralph, that. And uh, that was, that was pretty powerful to me. Uh, you know, we still put this little bit of a veil on where we're not quite going to say it as, deter as, you know, uh, bluntly as we might, but I, I knew what was going on. Yeah, yes. you can speak that language. You can speak yeah. the language that they're talking. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Max, you look like you had something you were going to say a minute ago, and I didn't want to leave you hanging there if you had it. Uh, we've, we've, we've said it multiple times in, yeah. in different ways. Just the idea that, you know, it's, it's, you know, we talk about the, the more than a workout idea, and it truly is. And for what Ralph just said, is there, there's no better example than that, right? It's, it's your, your presence at a workout is merely just to know that people care about you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not about how many push-ups. It's not about how many, you know, how many of those pull-ups you can do, right? Can you do more than your, your partner? Those are side benefits, right? Right. But this world's, this world's become so increasingly isolated that through avenues like F3 and unlike anything that I, I don't think any of us have experienced before, we are bridging that isolation, whether virtually or physically, you know, through, through proximity. So um, that's a great example of what Ralph was just talking about, how yeah. your presence matters, right? Even if, even if you're not going to go out there and be the normal second F, you know, driven guy, the most friendly guy out there, just physically having your presence there at 5.15, 5.30 in the morning matters. Yeah. I must confess, it took me longer to learn that. Uh, that I wish it did. Like I'm, I, I knew it, I guess, but it's being like, you know, like someone stepped on my foot and I opened my mouth and they're pouring it in, you know, <laughs> that, uh, I, it, it seems like we keep coming back to that though. And, uh, yeah, I, I wish, I, I wish I'd lived that more intentionally before now. I mean, I, I think when I get to a beat down, I am, I am that second half guy where if there's a friendly new guy, he's like, get Ralph away from me. He's bothering the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> But I, I wish I, I wish I appreciated that more with the, the packs as a whole. So yeah, yeah, for sure. So I guess that kind of then begs the question to some degree: is you've made this transition or whatever, but are you still able to go out and get a, I mean, decent enough workout? I mean, you were going two a days there, bones. Like, what? <laughs> is it ever enough for him? I like, don't know. Do you, do you, you know, what do you do? Well, no. So I, I no longer have a gym membership. Mm, um, noted. Uh, from from a from a formal standpoint. I, I will say that a couple couple sessions a month, I do go do a Orange Theory workout, uh, and I nothing wrong with no, that. No, no, and I really signed up for that <laughs> because uh, it's an opportunity to go with my M, and, oh, and, yeah. and that's really our opportunity to go as a couple. And we'll do like coffee or a date night or or date breakfast or something afterwards. Do you hear that, um, guys? Bones is so fit. He takes his wife on fitness dates. Like that's a, my wife's like, Hey, let's eat cake tonight. And Bones' wife is like, let's go to orange theory. No, no, no. She, she was already a big advocate of that. And so I just saw it as an opportunity for to, to do that. But uh, no, I I've embraced what F3 is really for me now, which is an opportunity to go and get fit. I mean, I'm not trying to sit here and say that F3 workouts are easy, and especially in our no, region, no. Yeah. these guys, uh, they bring it. And, and there's plenty of workouts I walk away from going, oh my gosh, it took everything out of me. So I'm not here to say that I'm waltzing in there, you know, super fit and, right. and I never get challenged. But uh, no, I mean, I, I find that just 
my, I, I guess my mentality, mental game around it's just a little bit different like i'm not showing up for the sole purpose of just getting a workout it, it, and yeah just be cliche you know it's more than a workout right mm -hmm. right right and so some of these other factors are, are playing a role with me so you know i'm leaving completely you know satisfied and filled and and yeah. you know uh, there, there's other opportunities throughout the week if i wanted to 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 post again or, or do a run on my own or something like that but yeah but you don't feel like your fitness has suffered in any way. No, I, not, no, no. Cause I think, uh, at the same time you, you get what you put into it. Right. I mean, there's an opportunity yeah, yeah, at every yeah. workout to push it to a level of, of your own making. And so, um, and, and some cues are designed to be in a scenario where you could be somebody that really kind of maybe a faster pace or stronger pace, but because of the way it's set up, you can still circle back around and, and yeah. still be a six, you yeah. know, somebody to pick up the six or sweep it or, or still be an encourager to, to yeah. somebody nearby. So. Well, and we started doing a lot more of that too in our, in our region where, you know, it's kind of not quite a set it and forget it, but it's like, okay, here's the circuit, you know, as many rounds as you can get. Some guys get four rounds, some guys get six rounds, you know, whatever it is, but you're all there still doing the same thing together, but. Well, think of it like a Dora, right? Like, like a Dora type exercise where you're working with a partner. So you get some second F activity. You're going to try to challenge each other, each other, excuse me, a little bit uh, as well, or a lot of it, you know, as well. And then you can run that distance as fast as you want. And you guys can do that cycle. However many times yeah. you want, um, make it competitive to try to go against another, you know, another pair or right. something like that. So right. doors are great for that. Sure. I've, uh, I've, I've learned the hard way to remember if a guy's age starts with a two, I really shouldn't be, you know, I, I shouldn't be trying to match him uh, move for move or stride for stride. I, <laughs> there are paces you need to go and you need to remember. Uh, I've got respect coming in October. I'll put it that way. Uh, there you go. Oh, so there Ralph shows up, Ralph there shows up and goes, could I be your dad? <laughs> let's, let's not be partners. <laughs> Don't answer that question. I mean, not literally. <laughs> we, we have this great kid, uh, kid his uh nickname is yak trick he just started showing up a couple of weeks ago he ralphed he barfed oh he splashed so much merlot it was so bubbly and there was so much he, he, comes so to bubbly. <laughs> he, he was making bubbly shots so he comes to the coffee cherry he's just having a blast he thinks it's just as funny as the rest of us that he puked his guts out he kept calling me sir and if he wasn't six four two fifty i was gonna beat his ass quit calling me sir i'm 28 years older than him they, they probably should call me, sir. That really did. I didn't like that at all. I mean, as long as he's not calling you gramps, I guess you're okay. <laughs> ah, I suppose that's okay. Oh, that's good. Good stuff. So one of the things that, you know, when, when we talk about the king, uh, as we are today, you know, the way that we refer to that is that, that daily discipline of physically training the body. Now, obviously, we don't necessarily advocate that everyone in the world do what we do because we're idiots. I mean, if we're being real. <laughs> Like we're, it's ridiculous. No one should do this except for how much better it has made me as a man, as a, as a husband, yeah. as a father, as a everything, you know, and it's not that being fit, although look, you know, and, and I've tweeted him many times, the fat pictures and whatever, right. Being 50 pounds lighter <laughs> helps a lot of things in your life. It just does. Your health improves, your confidence improves your, I mean, everything improves, your sleep improves, you know, you name it. Right. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of benefit that way, but, uh, but I think the thing for me that has been the most important is the first part of that statement, which is the daily discipline part, 
is the daily discipline part. So I'm going to throw something out there and I'm, I want to hear what you guys have to say about it. I was watching a thing today and, and actually he's on another, uh, another episode of the podcast here uh, and has his own podcast. Jim Harshaw uh, is a guy is F3 grappler. He's out of uh, uh, Charlottesville area. And uh, he has a podcast called success through failure. And he had uh, Casey Crawford. Do you know who that is? The movement mortgage guy. I'm pretty um, sure I'm familiar with that name. Yeah, he's a Charlotte guy and, and you know, used to play football. So, I mean, just super successful. He's just done this amazing stuff. And he, and I'm, I might be messing up the exact quote, but he said something to the effect of consistency compounded is where you get the, the gains, right? So having that discipline and, and the consistency compounds over time. It's rarely one big thing that you do you know, you didn't go to the gym one day and lift for nine hours. And then you're like, Ta -da! <laughs> you know, right. It's the, it's the consistency that compounds over time. What sorts of things do you have to do for yourself? Now you, you said you were kind of a self-motivator mm -hmm. to a large degree. Max, were, were you kind of the same where it was like easy to work out and it's, you know, no problem or. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, once I got, once I got to a place where you start to see the benefits mm -hmm. of it, once I got to a place where I could, yeah, I could start putting more weight, you know, on the bar or in, in more recently I could, I could start shaving time off my mile. Mm -hmm. um, then that becomes more motivating. But um, prior to seeing the benefits, there was no consistency. So there was no compounding of consistency. Mm. It was very intermixed. Just like whatever you felt like it. Yeah. Yeah. Very intermittent when I felt like it. And then once you start to see some of the benefits, it became a little bit more addictive. Sure. Right. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, the, well, I am not that way. Uh, there's no way on this planet, uh, even now, I mean, I'm six years into F3. Right. And so I guess uh, it's probably not totally fair to say, I think that the chances are good that if I was left to myself, I'd probably still show up um, at least most of the time, but I'd sleep in a lot more than I do. I know that I would. And for me, it's much, <laughs> yeah, I'd sleep in once or twice here and then I'd be like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And then, and then pretty soon it'd be like two weeks have been by. And I was like, oh, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm coming. Fine. I'm coming. Fine. Back. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. fine. Right. And uh, Maximus knows because he, he's one of the many men that I text my weight to. Uh, and as I crept over 200 over the, uh, the holidays, uh, you know, and I'm, and I'm like, oh, no, it's, it's probably just water weight. It's fine. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go take a big dump. I don't know. It's, it's okay. You know, whatever it is. Right. But I justified to myself breaking my daily discipline of intermittent fasting. And I broken my daily discipline of not eating dessert and I, you know, all these kinds of things. Right. And it would started with just, Oh, well, my daughter baked. And so it's fine, you know, whatever. And so, yeah, there's, you know, some opportunity, but as a health guy, especially, you, you know, queen wise, you definitely understand uh, where we're going, but, um, but where have you seen the benefit now of, making sure, I mean, like, cause you guys are both really consistent. Ralph, I know you are too, uh, in terms of, you know, showing up to workouts and, and that's yeah, not nearly as much as I should be. Hey, uh, take a number. Um, right. <laughs> but none of us are perfect, but, but, you know, where have you seen that this, this first F discipline, this King discipline has bled over into the other areas of your life? Well, I mean, for me personally, hard to, I, I'm not sure how to answer the question completely just because, you know, for me and everyone has their strengths, right. And everyone sure. has their weaknesses. And so for me, the King and the queen and, and so forth were things for me that weren't a, 
a challenge or a struggle. And, and part of that is, and, and part of the, the, the reason I put like a, a lot of pressure, even on myself is that, is that's what I sell for a living. Right. And it's <laughs> okay, very fair, difficult yeah. for me to <laughs> promote health and wellness. If, if, if your I, wellness yeah, doctor is 500 pounds. <laughs> right. No, no. I mean, it, <laughs> It, and, and that does play a role in my mind, you yeah, know, so, yeah. so for me and, and even, you know, one of the best exercises I'm doing even now is contributing on a weekly basis to the COT podcast with health tips, because uh. even though a lot of these tips, I theoretically already knew it's forcing me to <laughs> revisit a lot of things uh-huh. and say, okay, wait, that was something that I should maybe be doing better at. Um, you know, for, that's pretty funny. For instance, uh, Currently now, and had I got away from a while, you know, I take cold showers again, and it's always worse in the winter because it's already cold outside. You're coming home. You're like, I'm cold, but it's like a workout. I I dread getting in the shower, but as soon as I'm doing it and as soon as I'm done with it, it's so invigorating. You're like, oh my God, I'm so glad I just did that. And so I'm going to still take your word for that. I have not gotten there yet. Can I, I I need to know why. (laughs) (laughs) Because I serious question, the, the guys here in St. Louis, they'll go on these six week, you know, internet fast, going to take cold showers, not going to eat anything that has any flavor type things. And, uh, you know, I, I understand eating well, I understand sleeping well, those are those are all obviously prove you can prove statistically mathematically that they work. I would like to hear a case if there is one for what possible physical benefit a cold shower has other than I feel really good after I take one because I feel, feel pretty good after a hot shower. Yeah. And, and, and that's a fair point. Um, so the, the health perspective benefit of it is we have a type of fat in our body called brown fat that stimulates our metabolism. And so there's areas in the system or our bodies like our chest and our upper back that when cold water hits that will stimulate more of that. So it kind of speeds your metabolism, helps with fat burning and so forth. So there's some uh, metabolic aspect of that. The, the real reason I do it outside of the, the health perspective, because I hate myself. Yeah, no, it, it's, oh. it, it is the mental, it's the mental win. It's going, yeah. I don't want to do this, but I'm stronger than what my mind is telling okay. me I, I want to do. And so okay. to go back to dark helmets, original question, you know, how are we implementing daily disciplines to accelerate other areas of life? That's just an easy win for me. First thing in the morning, then I can conquer and just be done with and say, and it's, it's the same reason I make my bed every morning. It's, it's like, it's a quick win that no matter what it, it's done for the day. And, and no one can take that away from me, but it's simple. And it's just kind of builds on these, these other processes the, the rest of the day. So um, that's why I do the cold shower. Um, not certainly because I want to the same reason I don't get up at four in the morning because I want to get up at four in the morning. I get up at four in the morning because I know what it leads to as far as it gives me an opportunity for the quiet time. It gives me an opportunity to hydrate before a workout. Um, And then obviously we all know what the benefit of the workout is and the first kink, you know, to kind of stimulating that. But yeah, it's just these small little wins that lead to the bigger win because none of us wake up and say, we're going to have a perfect day. Um, You know, as a blanket statement, we have to kind of make small steps all day long. And, and the cold shower is part of that for me personally. So what, what, what time, uh, this is related to all that. It's going to sound like a childish question, but what time do y'all go to bed? Well, if you listen to the COT podcast, I'm teasing you. Um, well, my fans know <laughs> <laughs> the true L3 listeners. Uh, no, no, uh, in all honesty, um, 
usually no, no later than 10 o'clock. My, my wife and I are pretty much winding down close to nine uh, as far as kind of in, in the bedroom, reading a book, if, if that's, uh, you know, if we even have reading the energy to do that. Yeah. Reading the book. Yeah. Quotation marks. Um, Look, but that's between you and your, that's right. Oh no, it's not a euphemism. <laughs> I see. Okay. never mind. Continue. Continue. No, but, uh, so that's when I go to bed. I don't know about these guys. Yeah. I'm fairly consistently between nine 45 and 10, 15. Okay. So I probably should try to bump that in, bring that in a little bit, a little bit earlier, but it's used to be about 11. Now it's, it's gotta be much earlier. Yeah. The alarm goes off at Oh, three, five, five. And, um, and I, I allow myself one snooze just because I think that that I deserve that. So that's an eight minute snooze. Um, I hate that. It's hate just, that. Really? It's off. Put your feet on the floor. <laughs> Alarm's going off. What's the you thing know what? Like, but if, if I, if I set my alarm, I literally never make it to it. Never, ever. If I set my alarm, I wake up before it all the time. That, that happens a fair amount. Yeah. That does happen a fair amount, but, um, no, well, like, and here's why I did that because here's what I was doing is I would set the alarm for four 30, let's say, mm-hmm. and then I would snooze it mm-hmm. and then I would snooze it again. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, you can have one snooze. So that's when you were coming in on two wheels and into the parking <laughs> lots, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So, you know, that's a really good point. And I'm going to go ahead and, you know, I get a lot of crap around this place. I don't know if you've noticed. You um, deserve it. But the yeah, sign of love. Okay, no, that's fair, Matt. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't deserve it. I didn't say that. But, but, but you, you noticed. I'm, I, I used to be, I mean, it really was like on fire, you know, wheels, hubcaps flying, you know, maybe helmet makes it. He sort of rolls out. The car is still sort of like rolling to a stop and he jumps out, you know, to catch everybody on the way. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was, that was a very, very common uh, back in the day. Correct. Yes, it was. And so I decided and that was a, so that was a daily discipline decision that I had to make was, okay, there's nothing wrong with snoozing, but if your goal is to, is to be up and out, you know, feet on the floor moving at 4.05, let's say, right? And you know you love snoozing. Well, you have a couple of choices. You can either, you know, <laughs> be like Maximus. And, you know, the alarm went off and my feet hit the floor. Okay, we get it. Very proud of you. Um, right? <laughs> or I just back it up. I just cheat. I, te- you know, yeah. I trick myself and I go, okay, I know I get one snooze. So I just back up the time of what I mean. It's the same thing in a way, but. So um, that's a guardrail that keeps you on the path. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just what works for Absolutely. me. Right. So I'm still up by four. I'm still going to give you a hard time about it. Though. I have no problem with that. Okay. Um, but, but what, it, what has happened is now I have, you know, I've over the last, well, really, I guess the first three years, it was still just kind of, you know, I can't just catch can. I was just feel like I was doing good to get there. Um, but the last couple of years for sure, where I've sort of just really said, okay, what are, what are more of these things and more of these routines that I can build in and, and lay more bricks and really be intentional about it. And, and what's happened is, you know, now I can get up and now I have time to read and now I have time to, you know, meditate a little bit. And now I have time to, you know, stretch and roll and all these other horrible things that I have to do now that I'm old. Um, it's because bones told you to do it. Maybe. Um, yeah, and hydrate and, you know, whatever the things are. Right? So go ahead. Ralph, you had made a comment earlier that you didn't post as much as you would like to. Yeah. yeah. We actually use the word should. Should. As much as I, I should. Like I'm word, sorry. But okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've uh, uh, just. No, he has a question there. Hold tight, Biggin. I, I, I think Ralph knows where I'm going. So, in yeah. light of what he just said about, you know, some people call them bricks, some people call them guardrails. Um, well, you build your guardrails out of bricks. Don't you listen? I do, but not everybody <laughs> goes kidding. to the same place. <laughs> um, what, 
what's the difference on the mornings where you go versus the mornings that you don't? Uh, the good night's sleep that I, I had uh, last, starting maybe last spring, I had just an incredible, incredibly bad fight with insomnia, frankly, only on nights where I was going to post. And I was going to beatdowns with two, three hours sleep. And I just stopped. Oh, wow. I, I just got to, I can't do that. So I started tricking myself. I would go to bed and tell myself, if I wake up and see the clock and a time that I can go to the beatdown, I'll get up and go. Uh, and if not, I'm just, I'm just not going to go. And so I was, so then I was going like once or twice a week and then working out by myself and trying to also, now I, I think it's also fair to say they don't have to be at five 30, five 30 is just, or we do it six here. Five, it doesn't have to be that early. Right. So I was, uh, in the interest of my own health and also, uh, trying to help other people who have abnormal schedules because I can, I work from home for myself. I can work out whenever I want, trying to experiment with other times. Uh, that would allow me to, to get the sleep that I needed. Uh, but you know, that in the last couple of days, I've heard so many people talk about the importance of being there, not for you, but for the guy next to you, that uh, that's really uh, making me rethink my approach. I still need to get to sleep. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but yeah, the, the insomnia is mostly gone. Um, I'm, I'm getting much better sleep, but uh, that, that was the main reason is really just struggling to get enough sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a common, I mean, I, I listened to something. I want to say it was on the COT podcast recently about sleep. And I well, tried I mean, to sell my wife on that. Like, you know, the hours before midnight that's are right. very important. And she's like, yeah, I don't care. Well, see, and, and, and you kind of alluding to an important point too. I mean, I'm fortunate in, in the sense that my wife is also like, let's go to bed early person. Uh, we're both yeah. early morning people <laughs> and, and like to go to bed early at night. And my wife is not. But, and, and that's, and yeah. that's common. You know, a lot of guys struggle with wives that, are more of that night out, or uh -huh. maybe have more of a flexible schedule in the morning. And so I can only imagine, and I'm a very light sleeper. So mm. I would really struggle if my wife was a night owl and then, you know, quote unquote, crawled into bed later at night, I, I, I would probably be woken up and be disrupted. So I'm very fortunate. And, and I understand that's not the case for everybody. Yeah. I, I kind of laughed when you were like, oh, I make my bed every morning. I was like, with people in it? Oh no, his wife gets up. That's the you know. <laughs> and I don't make it before I go post. I mean, no, no, I, I know, but I'm just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I go home. I go post. I come home. Ain't nobody in my house awake. Oh, really? oh yeah, no chance. No chance. I got three teenage daughters. Right? Oh, There's no yeah. chance. <laughs> Everybody's sleeping in that place. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Go ahead, Max. You gonna say that? Nope. Oh, okay. Yeah, um. So, so here we are. We've got all the and. and with all the different things that we've got going on. And, and so I guess the last kind of question I want to sort of explore a little bit is how has, and, and I was kind of trying to get there a little bit too, through the discipline part of it, but how do you feel about the, that King, how is King and having that under control made you a better leader? Ralph, you want to go first? Yeah, I, I'm not, I, uh, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure I would use the term leader, uh, but definitely it has made me, uh, it has expanded my life and the, uh, my ability to do things in a way uh, that has just been absolutely life enriching, both in terms of confidence of, well, shit, if I can do that beat down, I can do whatever this other thing is. Or if I can, you know, it, at Grow Rock, the re one of the reasons I was shivering is because it rained all damn night and I was blindfolded for a couple of hours, you know, holding on to, you know, one guy with my right hand, left hand and one guy with my right hand. 
Well, when you've been through things like that, both physically and mentally, you know, if I get to a, a difficult story, yeah, you know, that's not, it's not that hard. You know, I, I, I can figure it out, but also it, it has made me uh, personally and professionally far more bold than I ever was. That's for absolutely sure. So that didn't, that, that doesn't equate to you as a better leader. Um, mostly because my work is so isolated and it's uh, kind of just me that that matters to. I mean, I, my kids see it, I, I guess, <clears throat> to the extent that 14 year old girls and 11 year old girls, it's a little bit more by osmosis, right? I mean, yes, I know that they are seeing me behave in a different way than they saw me before. And that's a form of leadership, but that applies intentionality that is lacking to a degree. Uh, but yeah. I'm going to come back to that, Ralph. Cause yeah. I'm, is that I'm a self-effacing parent? I, gonna say, by the gonna, way. I don't think I'm going to let him off quite that easy, but, um, uh, but I'll, I'll let, uh, I'll let bones and, and Max talk first. Well, I mean, a motto that I've typically uh, preached with my clients and so forth is, you know, your health is really one of your, not really one. And in my opinion, the most important asset that you have, um, because without health, you, you really can't achieve a lot of other things in life. You know, you, the quality of your ability to lead, your quality of ability to love others, provide for others, you know, these things are all predicated on your, your, your health, really. And, yeah. and when you don't have health, all these other areas are going to suffer. And so just by concentrating on getting that king right um, is that catalyst for all those other areas, in, in my opinion. And, um, you know, the king is also the outward appearance or the most visible mm. thing of, you know, your daily discipline. You know, there's a lot of things that we could be doing that are discipline and, and growing us mentally, physically, or spiritually, emotionally, whatever, but they're just not apparent to everybody just walking down the street. Right. And so when you see somebody who is really accelerating their King, there's a, there's, I don't know, there's just an attitude that that person at least has some kind of discipline and control in their life that is admirable, something that you mm -hmm. want to strive for. So as a result, people are going to listen to you. They're going to respect you. And, and, and we've heard about this in corporate America for years and years as far as individuals who look a certain way may get favored with nah, sure. opportunities and so forth. Not that it's right or, or that's how it should be. It's just the reality um, because there's an aspect of respect for somebody who puts in the work to achieve a certain level of physical fitness. Yeah. And, and I feel like as, you know, our King improves, it's just that trickle down effect to, to everything else. So I know personally, um, you know, I've been more confident uh, in scenarios and situations as a result of going through a tough thing. You know, you mentioned, you know, the, the grow rock and, and I've done a few go rocks. Uh, I've not done a grow rock, but I've done yet. a couple of those and correct. Not yet. Um, we'll see but, you in uh, July. I'm going to, I'm going to jump on one before July. I think I'm going to, I'm going to hit the South Carolina. I was going to say oh, think, South Carolina. Yeah. In, in, yeah. in May or late April, but uh, you know, you know, 200 mile relays and, and, and all these other things that kind of push your body to these limits and, and, and you overcome that and you go, you know what, mentally, I didn't think I had it in me to, to achieve that. And then you do it and you're like, what else am I holding myself back? Right. That's it. In, in different yeah. areas of my life that I could be accelerating in, but I'm getting in my way with my, my thought process. Yeah. I'm not going to try to 
recap all the words that he wrote, but exactly on what you just said, Italian job this morning uh, tweeted something uh, where he asked the question at the end of the tweet, what else exactly that, what else are you holding yourself back from? Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, the, the King helps as everyone has said so far, it helps to build confidence, build strength. It also helps to build durability. You, you go into these events and you do things that you would have never done by yourself. You go into these events and you do things with a team and you encounter these hard situations and you're like, holy smokes, I can do this. Mm -hmm. I am capable. And so your ceiling then raises even further, right? You you then see that you are capable of more than you thought you were uh, previously. Transfer that into any other situation, home with kids, wife, uh, at work, whatever the situation, you know, obviously 2020 happens and brings all the challenges that 2020 brought for all of us. And maybe just a little bit of your daily discipline to building your king, to building that accountability helps to lower the temperature and lead in a chaotic environment when something hits the fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not always, right? But it at least helps. It, it puts you in a better position to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, oh, I'm actually working on a story right now that, that, that the headline is, you are capable of more than you think you are. And the thing that I'm using to illustrate that is, I keep talking about this, we did this thing called MABA, Make America Burpee Again, out here in St. Louis, where the goal was uh, everybody was going to do 3,100 burpees in the month of January. Uh, and burpees, bro. Uh, there's a guy, uh, and from you asked him why take a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. really? Right. Hold, hold, hold that thought. Ask me that again in All a minute. Right. Because I'm I, holding, I make this point. Okay. So there's a guy in Naperville who did 10,000 burpees. I sent him in. I, I did an email interview with him. I said, uh, his name is disco ball. I said, disco ball. What the hell is the matter with you? And he said, I was already doing pretty much 150 burpees a day. I wanted to take part in this, but 100 burpees a day wasn't a challenge. So I doubled it. When I doubled it, I realized that would give me 9,300. And I'm not going to do 9,300 and not do 10,000. I'm not going to run 5.8 miles. I'm going all the way to six. Exactly. So I'm going to round up, right? <laughs> and, so, and so that always makes me think, okay, why? This is the point that I'm going to get to is, uh, and I heard not, not everybody did 10,000, obviously, but I've probably got a dozen emails from guys who said, you know, thanks for, thank you for making me do hundred burpees a day while well, you, you're welcome, I guess. <laughs> and then, you know, surprise at how much if they, if they could do that. But then the question that I asked myself is why can I do hundred burpees a day? I ended up doing 5,000. Why can I do 150 burpees a day, but I can't stop diddle pissing around when I'm supposed to be working. Why do I fall down uh. some stupid rabbit hole? on the internet when I'm supposed to be working, but I can do 150 burpees every day and not really kill myself. Why? Why? But that's the beauty of it, right? Is, is because you're not supposed to do it all at once. It isn't like somehow you did 150 burpees and then it magically flipped everything else in your life. The point is, is that you did 150 burpees, right? Every day. I mean, that's ridiculous. It doesn't even make sense. Why would you do that? But it's that it's just what we were talking about earlier with the, the consistency compounds. Yeah. If you manage that brick and you can maintain that brick over time, then you add a little another, right? And then you add a little another. And then pretty soon you really have some, you know, there's some momentum and you're really getting some stuff done. Yeah. I, I really need, I really need to work on those. What's that? Go ahead, Ralph. So, Ralph go ahead. I, I, I need to work on those bricks 
in my daily work life. Well, way. we all do. We all do. What were you going to say, Max? I would say you get the reaction without, without looking at it incrementally. You get the reaction that we just had of how many burpees in a month? I know. Yeah. Like, why would you ever do that? Well, it's not about that. It's about you know, right. the, the, the individual bricks. So. And, and changing yeah. your, your thinking. Um, so, Ralph, one thing that you said, uh, and, and I think we'll kind of end a little bit on this, and that is you said something about, oh, I don't know if my kids are really conscious of this or they really notice this or whatever. But, um, and this is a, another story I share quite a bit. And so, I've, you know, forgive me, Pax, if you've heard it a million times already. Or as I often say, like, I'm sorry for sharing my personal experience. It happens to be the only kind I have. <laughs> so, sorry. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the uh, story that I've told before of, you know, I'm, I'm this pre F3 angry because my kids spilled orange juice in the car, you know, and lose my mind. And apparently this sort of thing must have happened quite a bit. Not that they spilled a lot, but just that I would get just mad about stuff or I would just, you know, be angry or grumpy or whatever all the time. And after a, a year or so, oh man, forgive me because I just came across this again. This is a, it's funny that this happened. I just moved my office. And so I was going through a bunch of old hard drives and stuff. And I came across this video and it was a father's day. My oldest daughter, then it was probably, probably six years ago now. And, um, and she, it was a, a, a video message. Her Sunday school teacher at church was like, you know, okay, we're going to do a, a father's day video message, you know, and I'm sure whatever. Right. But one of the things she said as an 11 year old girl, at the time or maybe 12 whatever she was was dad i'm so thankful for this you know blah 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 this that whatever and i'm so thankful you do f3 you're so much better to us now you know whatever you're not mad dad anymore all that kind of stuff right and so and it certainly wasn't anything that i had done intentionally <laughs> it was just a change that had sort of evolved over that period of time because that's just what happened so I'm going to say Ralph and anyone else who may need to hear it, right, is I guarantee you don't think it's intentional toward them directly. And it may not be in your mind, but they're definitely watching. So your kids are watching. The other packs are watching. The men around you are watching. And, and I think if I was going to, you know, Jerry Springer this and say, you know, the thought of the day, right? Remember those? Yeah. <laughs> Where's Steve? Right. I know, Jerry. <laughs> you're, that, that, no. If you're looking around for him. Yeah. It's you. Yeah. But, uh, that, uh, you know, this idea that, that yes, it's first F yes, it's the King. Yes. Whatever. But we shown up for other men. And I, I think that you guys are both, all three of you are really good examples, uh, of trying to show up for other men, um, and not make it about you. And, and I think I'm grateful for that because I, you're my friends. Um, but also I, I think the men of F3 are grateful for that because they, they get to see other guys struggling to do just what, what they want to do. So, uh, hey, fellas, will you do me a favor today? What's that? You be the leader you are. Will do, man. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. 
The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there, 43 feet at a time.